All right, let's dive in into what God has given us today. Uh, we'll be talking uh, about something that we've uh, had a chance, we've uh, had some other times. Uh, my topic today is uh, good and faithful servant. Good and faithful servant. That's what we'll be talking about today. And uh, as I'm starting, it's just about, it will be talking about trust. Amen? Yeah, trust. How, uh, how trustworthy can you become? Are you trusted that someone can trust you? Amen? Yeah, uh, I don't know. Is there anyone in your life that you trust with everything? Yeah, Wilberforce says, yeah, he has one. Yeah, so do you have someone that trusts you with everything? Amen. I don't know if I'm trusted with everything, uh, but I'm hopefully, I believe I'm trustworthy to some extent. Some of us, I don't know if you can give someone your bank details, yeah, that, oh, this is my account, this is my PIN, this is my online logons. For me, I can tell you sometimes, yeah, I can give you all my logos because even if you log in, there'll be zero pounds. So, <laughs> yeah, so this is not that kind of trust that you know there's nothing. Uh, yeah, so, you know, sometimes I don't know if we have our partners, if you're married, and uh, do you trust them? Do you trust one another? Uh, I don't know. For us who are married, uh, can you trust your partner and then sleep while they're driving? Yeah? Yeah, I don't know. I have two boys. When they get to the car and uh, one of us is driving, even before the first corner, they are all asleep. But when someone else is driving, even when they were sleepy, when they get in and then the driver starts, they'll be awake for the whole journey. Yeah? Yeah, so when, I, when I'm driving, my wife can snow, can sleep and snow. But sometimes I just want to be like the uh, man of God, Elijah and Elisha. I just want to see the, the chariots of fire coming down, okay? Is that why you don't sleep when your partner is there? So that you can see when you are. Something happens. Yeah? Yeah, so that's what. Uh, trust. Uh, God trusts us with several things, and uh, that's what we want to talk about today. We want to talk about and show if how God trusts us, and what do we do with the trust that God gives us, okay? Uh, we'll be reading uh, from the book of Matthew, chapter 25, verse 14 to 30. It's a long one. I want us to go in and... I'll be reading it all. So Matthew 25, verse 14 to 30. It says, For the kingdom of heaven is like a man traveling to a far country, who called his own servants and delivered his goods to them. And to one he gave five talents, and to another two, and to another one, to each according to his own ability. And immediately he went on a journey, then 
He who had received the five talents went and traded with them and made another five talents. And likewise, he who had received two gained two more also. But he who had received one went and dug in the ground and hid his Lord's money. After a long time, the Lord of those servants came and settled accounts with them. So, he who had received five talents came, brought five other talents, saying, Lord, you delivered to me five talents. Look, I've gained five more talents beside them. His Lord said to him, Well done, good and faithful servant. You are faithful over a few things. I will make you ruler over many things. Enter into the joy of the Lord. He also, who had received two talents, came and said, Lord, you delivered to me two talents. Look, I've gained two more talents beside them. His Lord said to him, Well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful over a few things. I'll make you ruler over many things. Enter into the joy of the Lord. 24. Then... He who had received the one talent came and said, Lord, I knew you to be a hard man, reaping where you have not sown, and gathering where you have not scattered, uh, scattered seed. And I was afraid, and went and hid your talent into the ground. Look, there you have what is yours. But the Lord answered and said to him, You wicked and lazy servant, you knew that I reap where I have not sown, and gather where I have not scattered seed. So you ought to have deposited the ma- my money with the bankers, and at my coming I will have received back my own interest. So take the, tale- so, take the talent from him and give, give it to the one who has ten talents. For everyone who has more will be given, and he will have abundance, but from who who does not have, even what he has will be taken away and cast the unprofitable servant into the outer darkness. There will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Praise God. Sometimes uh, when I read the Bible, I try and uh, put myself in that situation uh, when I was reading this, I found myself in that conversation. I could see the master when he was coming, and he had organized and planned his journey, his travels. And then he knew, okay, I'll be going for a, far, uh, for a long journey. And he thought, all right, let me go and give my servant something. And uh, he came in and called them and told them, all right, you, I'll give you five, you, I'll give you two, you, I'll give you one. And I'll be back. Praise God. Uh, first of all, what we learn from this one is that the, uh, the master or the Lord gave out what was his. It was not the servants. It was his money. It was his wealth. It was whatever he owned. And he thought, all right, let me give this to these people. And then he told them, okay, I'm going now. On a journey. He didn't tell them, you need to work out. You need to go and find more. He just gave it to them. All right? 
If I give you a 10 pound now, will you go and work it out and then come back on Sunday, give me 20? Or it will be just, all right, you gave me, oh, thank you. But they, even Isaac gave me a tenner, I can go and uh, eat something. Yeah? It's a Sunday, I don't want to go home and cook. I just want to drive through as I go. So that's what the servants received. They just received U5, U10, uh, U5, U2, and U1. They themselves are the ones who thought. The two servants, the two servants thought, all right, our master has given this to us. He's gone. They went in and did business with it. They got, they deposited five talents and two talents each. They worked on them. They started receiving profits, one pound more, one talent more. And then it came to five. And they were still working on it. One person was like, okay, you've given me this. Okay, ah. Let me put it somewhere so that it does not get lost. But then uh, a talent is a measure of weight uh, from the Bible. Uh, they were talking about talent. When Jesus was speaking about this, he was to- just talking about what happens normally. He wanted his uh, listeners to understand. A talent was uh, a talent of silver. People were being paid in different. So they used to put an amount of uh, measurement of value on that. A talent of silver could be a, a servant's at least 15 years of service. If you work in that house, for 15 years you'll, you'll be paid a talent. These people were paid, were given five of that. Five times 15, five times two, five times one, 15 times one. So they were given a lot of money. And then when this master went, he went somewhere on a journey and then he told them, I'll be back. And then when he came back, he did some all right, you come, let's talk about the money. I gave you a tenner last weekend. What did you do? It's not Marquis or KFC. No, I gave you a tenner. You need to go and do something with it. In a spiritual perspective, in a Christian perspective, what can we say about this? It's just like God. God gave us, or God has given each and every one of us a talent. Everyone has been given a talent. The first talent that you are given is the talent of life. You were born until now. That's a talent. God gave you that talent. That gift of life. What have you done with your life? For 20 years, for 10 years, for 50, for 70, for 100 years you've lived in this world. When you go before God with that just one talent that he gave you, will you have something to show? Will you tell God, all right, you know, life expectancy for us where I come from is 100 years. But now, God, you know, you just gave me 60. I could have worked more, you know. The profit could be within the 40 years that was remaining. Will we tell God that? Or... For what you've been given is what will be accounted for. Praise God.
So God gives, uh, gives us a talent. How we work with it is up to us. Amen? The first thing that we are taught is that these people, they went in and traded each according to what they are given. The person who was given five, he went and traded with five. The one who was given two, he went and traded with two. What have you been given? Have you been given one, two, three, four, five different talents? Amen? So what we use is just what will tell God, you gave me these and these what I've worked on. Talents might be in terms of skills, our skills, our abilities, whatever we do, our experiences, our education. Amen? Maybe you have a talent with kids and you don't support kids. You're, bar- you're, you're, you're digging and hiding your talent in there. Maybe you're given a talent. Maybe your talent, we have so many people who are sick and who are ill. Maybe the Holy Spirit gave you a talent that you can pray for the sick and they get healed. And you don't want to use your talent. What happens? I'll be coming here sick every single day because you're not using your talent. When we go before God, what will we tell God? Amen? So, we've been given these talents. What we can say is that if you can sing, sing and dance and praise God, because that is your talent, and you need to grow it. Find someone else. Help them grow as well. If you can pray, pray for us. That's your talent that God gave you. You can pray and you move mountains. Not everyone can move mountains. Amen? It's just like when Saul was going down to Damascus. He was the only one who could see the angels, not his counterparts. They could see just a light, but now Saul himself saw it and he heard the voice. We are here together. Maybe there's something that you're good at. That's your talent. I might not be able to see. Sometimes in the house, my house, someone can come and tell me, oh, your house looks messy. And I can't see anything. I'm looking everywhere. I can't see anything. And when someone comes to start picking, they'll be like picking things. I'm like, all right, well, that was also there. I hope I'm not alone. Yeah? We have some of us. And the things that maybe I can see and someone else cannot see. Amen? So if you can see, work it out. All right? Help the other person who cannot see also to see. If you can encourage other people. Sometimes people, we just, there are some events in life that we just need someone to talk to. Amen? If you can be there just to listen and give someone a shoulder to lean on, you're helping this other person. You're using your talent. So we need to look and see, what is my talent? What can I do with my talent? The one who was given one talent, what did uh, we just read and said, he, when the master came, he was asked, okay, when he brought his, he went out where he dug it before the master went. He picked it out and then brought it. 
to the master and said, you know, you just like harvesting where you've not planted. You like picking where you've not even thrown seed. No, this is what you gave me. I'm bringing it back to you. Amen? Do we get that chances or those events as a Christian? Do we get to those giving back what we were given? What we learn from that person is that he did not misuse it. He did not go and squander it. No. He was afraid. As a Christian, are we afraid of God? We don't want to sin. So we just be like, all right, I was saved. I'll sit there. I'll try as much as possible not to sin. So that when we go before God, we'll tell God, yeah, God, I was there. Every Sunday I was going to church. Yeah, I was not mocking your scriptures. I was not doing what was bad. No, I was maintaining and keeping the Sabbath holy. No, I was just doing this. But did you work on the talent that you were given? Did you go and put it somewhere? Even the master is telling him, even you could have just put it with the bankers. At least by the time I come back, it could have gained even if it is 1%, one interest, 0.1%. At least I could have gotten something. Amen? Let's not be like that one servant. Uh, in these, Jesus was just talking about three people. Two of them who were uh, proactive, they went in and did something. But we have other experiences in the Bible. Jesus healed ten lepers. How many came to say one, uh, to say thank you? Only one person. So it's not about those who are given more. Okay? You are given more, you have responsibilities over more. You are given one, you should count yourself lucky because you have only one to go before the king and tell the king, all right, you gave me this, I've worked out, I've gained one. All right? At least you've gained one. Note you're given five and then you just bring a three percent. Okay? Those who whom we have been given more, let's work out more. Amen? We should not have excuses. We should not talk about other things. There's uh, someone uh, in John 5. There's someone who was sitting at the, at the pool. And then Jesus came and asked him, do you want to be healed? Well, we have other experiences on Jesus' healing. He was just walking. People were struggling to go and touch him. People were struggling. They just go through the roof. But now this person, Jesus goes to where he's seated around the pool and he asks him, do you want to be healed? Other than this person saying, yeah, 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 man, I want that. What did he say? For 30 years and above, I've been sitting here. Every single time the angel comes to steer the water so that someone can be healed, someone else comes and put their person. That was not to answer the question. Do you want healing? Okay? Do you want to do something in church? You don't start looking for excuses. Oh, I could be singing, but now, you know, on Wednesday, that's when I want a plan to sleep early. I can't go for practices on Wednesday. Oh, on Thursday, oh, there's prayers on Thursday. Oh, but that's 
That's where I rest. That's the only day that I can find solace and come and rest. Excuses. Okay? This person, when he was given his master, those kind of excuses. Oh, yeah, it is one. You gave me one, I'm bringing you one. He thought like he'll be commended and say, oh, at least you've done a good job. At least he's not lost. You've given at least me back what was mine. Yeah? He was trying just to show that, justify whatever they're doing, at least is not misquandering or misplacing our talents. No. We need to go out and say, God, you gave me one, and I've tried, I've worked it out to get one more. Okay? There's so many talents. Each and every one we have our own talents. There's so many other things that we do. There's someone whom, if you tell them to cut the hedges, they'll do it within an hour, and it took you three months to do whatever they're doing that. Why? Because they have a talent in that. They have a willingness to that. There are people uh, hoovering here. It will take them within 20, 30 minutes they've done this. And if you come here, like me, you give me a hoover, I'll be like, all right, so where do I start connecting? <laughs> the first one hour, I'll be thinking, all right, should I connect it there? Will it get here? Should I do this? You see? So everyone needs to use their own talents. And when you come to another place, they'll be Someone doing it there. Okay? So we need each and everyone. We've been given a talent. Let's be good and faithful servants. Let's be good and faithful servants. That when we go before God, God will be like, yeah, come and enjoy the joy. Yeah? So, as Christians, in Revelation 3, 11, it says, Behold, I'm coming quickly. Hold fast to what you have, that no one might take your crown. Amen? Revelation 3.11. The book of Revelation 3.11. It says, hold tight. Behold, I'm coming quickly. Like how the master said, I'm coming very, very quickly. Hold fast whatever you have, that no one may take your crown. Okay? Uh, I was told a story about how someone thinks heaven will be, right? You know, when we're given uh, papers to make our own crowns and then you have all the beads there, how do you make uh, craft, craftsmanship, right? We are given, we have people who are just talented craftsmen. You give us something in a, in a plan. It's just to make a crown, yeah? You just have a plan, they tell you, okay, cut here, cut here. You'll find someone who will make two, three before even someone starts thinking about, now where should I cut? Should I cut here or there? And then when it comes to putting in those beads to make it shiny and look good, that's what someone told me. When you do something good here, your crown is heaven, someone is polishing it. All right? When we go there, we'll find some people with very shiny crowns. And ours will just be, so long as it's a crown. Yeah? No, we don't want that so long as it's just a crown. No. We want the best crown, okay? When you're walking in heaven, you need to hold fast to what you're doing so that no one will take your crown. And you find yourself without a crown in heaven. All right? So, why a crown? Because in 2 Timothy 4 7 verse 8, 
Second uh, Timothy, Timothy 4, 7 to 8. It says, I have, fought, I have fought a good fight. I have finished the race. I've kept the faith. Finally, there is laid up for me the crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, will give to me on that day. And not to me only, but also to all those who have loved his appearing. Amen? This shiny crown that will be given in heaven, the judge himself has kept that for you. The judge himself knows he gave you two talents and you are working to make the talents grow. Your talent and your crown in heaven is just kept there by the righteous judge. Amen? Let us try as much as possible as a church. Let us try to make our life righteous. Let us try and work our talents. When they ask for volunteers, volunteer. If there's what you like doing, if there's your talent, come out, go and work on it. Amen? Sometimes I find myself in that situation that uh, other times when I'm going to work, I'll be wake up, uh, even though my, I have four or five alarms just to make sure that I wake up. So, if I'm supposed to be there by 8, I'll, I'll be there even some few minutes before 8. But when it comes to church, you're like, oh, they said 10 or 10.30. Then 10.30, you're like the brush, brushing your teeth, thinking, all right, 10 minutes past, uh, past 10.30, you're thinking, all right, let me hurry and drive very quickly to be there by 30. No, let's try as much as possible to be there in time. Amen? People from uh, where I come from, time is... Amen. Yeah. Where I come from, uh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't want to say Africa, but myself and time, you're not, you're suppo- you're not supposed to keep me time. There was a, I remember when we took Asha for his dedication, uh, it was at the sea in a beach, a very lovely beach in Cornwall. Amen. The whole church was there, and then they told us, uh, the Royal Navy Beach told us to be there by 10. Amen. <laughs> the dedication starts at 10 so that people can have their picnic, and almost 12, I'm there pushing now my pram, right? I hope I'm not late in heaven. Yeah? <laughs> Amen? Yeah, so that's us. Me and time don't put me in the same statement. All right? That's, yeah, so next time, Pastor, we're going out at. If you know people are supposed to be there by four, tell me three. At least by four, that's when I'll be getting out. <laughs> so that is our talents. And God gives each and everyone their own talents. Amen? As part of the, of the body, the, Christ, the Christian body, we are all given different parts to play. Amen? 
different parts to play. First uh, Corinthians, it talks about this, the body of Christ. If you read First Corinthians chapter 12, verse 12, it talks about we are all different parts of the body. Amen? And every part of the body as a Christian, as in church, every part should be appreciating another part. If you read there, it will talk about an ear cannot see. And whatever the ear does, it should not criticize the eye. Alright? You as a person, if you know your talent is this one, do not criticize someone else whose you think the talent is not that one. Because we are all the same. We've been told our fingers, they're not same height. Why? So that it can help us in grasping. So the thumb should not be telling the pinky or anything, oh, you know, you know the thumb. You know, you're supposed to be working as a thumb. Why are you not as strong as the thumb? No. We are all different in church. And we need to appreciate each other. If you finish that statement in chapter 31, it talks about we need, in the first Corinthians, it talks about if we work together, we, bl- we bring glory to God. We bring glory to the whole body. Amen? The neck supports the head. The head should not be like, yeah, you know, I'm, I know what to do. There's only one part in the body which complains about the other. The tongue complains about every other thing. Oh, you know, I feel, I feel hurt. It's, it's my leg which hurts or my knee, but the tongue will be the one, oh, you know, I'm feeling hurting. So if you are the tongue in the body of Christ. <laughs> Be mindful, because sometimes you might talk ill about the teeth, and you know what the teeth does to the tongue. <laughs> Amen? So let's wake up as a church. Let us rise and start working on our talents. Start appreciating each other's talents. Even if you feel like they're doing what is not how you think they're supposed to be done, let's try and appreciate them. Amen? Uh, there's a man, uh, there's a football app that we have here in church. I'm a member of that. I just see every single time they say they're going to play. Why? I'm not a footballer. All right? You put me here and tell me, okay, aim that with the ball. Either miss or hit the other side, and it's just something there. So, but if I see they are seated, you know, I can tell you how even the professional footballers should be playing. Yeah? You know, it was just an easy goal. That person was supposed to kick just a simple touch, and it could have been a goal. All right, they give in that situation. All right, now you kick, score. You can't do it. Sometimes we are the tongue, and the tongue be like... Uh, Talking about other things. The Bible tells us it's like fire. The tongue is like ignite, uh, uh, it ignites. People fight just because of the tongue, talking ill. Oh, you don't like you. Okay. I don't like you. Why? Because it's just the tongue. All right? So we need to train our tongue. In a church, if you are the tongue, try as much as possible to complement each other, embrace each other, feel sorry for each other. Because 
if one part of the body is hurting, the other part of the body hurts too. Okay? If you are, there's one thing that I think in the whole body that suffers most of the time. If you are hurt on that tiny little toe, yeah? Has anyone here ever hurt their toe? What happens every single day? You'll just walk, there's nothing but you'll trip. Let's be, not, let's church, let's not be like other things around us. Alright? If the tiny toe hurts, let's try and protect it. Alright? Anyone who has never stumbled on you, they'll stamp on you when you have a, that toe. Alright? Let's not cause trouble. Because if you cause trouble, if you just hit it, it's not just, it's not just the toe which will be hurting. It's the whole body will feel the pain. Alright? Let's embrace each other. Take each other as brothers and sisters. Help us support each other. Your talent is God's gift to you. What you do with it is your gift back to God. Amen? Your talent is God's gift to you. What you do with it is a gift back to God. As we start our week, let's take our talent. Let's nurture someone else. If you see he, if you hear me just mumbling in a song, don't laugh at me because I have a hoarse voice and I can't sing. Just come and tell me, yeah, by the way, there are these C clef, G clef, I think, something like those. Help me in that direction. All right? Don't laugh at me. Oh, I don't want to sit next to Isaac because whatever he sings, All right? Amen. God bless you so much. I love you. I love you all. And let's pray that Jesus will come and help us accommodate one another.